Hello everyone, this is George Mapp with the Carolina Tar Wheels. Today we are at the new Pedigo Bike Shop in South Point Mall here, uh, right next to the Target and the Rise Biscuits. Yes, sir. And we're with Don Tuttle, the owner, and Diana Tucker, who's the marketing rep for Pedego Bikes. Is that right? That's right. And you made a special trip here from California to, to visit while we are the grand opening. Yes, the grand opening and the follow-on of the grand opening. And met with a lot of the chambers of commerce, local chambers of commerce, and the press, trying to get out with a big bang. Okay. How did you get started in uh, electric bikes? You want to know the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It may be dangerous. <laughs> uh, the truth was, Dawn asked me to go on an electric bike ride, and I said, I don't cheat. I ride a real bike. <laughs> so, so we took a challenge. One day we rode real bikes south to Huntington Beach. The next day we wore, rode cheater bikes north to Long Beach, and by the end of that ride, there was just no question that the electric bike has far more benefits than a straight bike, and I can ride a regular bike as much as I want using my electric bike. Right, right. We have a fitness center where I work, and I was talking to one of the trainers there and was sort of explaining, you know, if you've never heard of the electric bikes, it's it's like, do you pedal them? Do you use the electric or... or and I guess most of these bikes here have the, the pedal assist, which you, you pedal and it'll kick in if you turn it on, if you elect to turn it on. And But they also have the motorcycle grip on the handlebar that throttle. you can use uh, the throttle, right? Yeah. So you can pedal as, she was saying, well, you don't pedal then. Or, well, yeah, you, do, you pedal as much as you want to, mm-hmm. right, with these? Exactly. Yeah. And when we talk to, to trainers like that, I, I try to equate it to the bikes they have in the gyms, right? I mean, those people set the, uh, you don't set it in one, one uh, setting. Everybody's individually in how they want to work out. And also, you know, uh, when you're out riding, you have terrain changes, you have wind changes. And if you want to get a specific workout, you can pretty well with pedal assist. And with throttle override, you can pretty well set it. And get as as much workout as you want, and I think I think people actually ride. I think to get more exercise, you know, not not big time enthusiast bike bikers uh, like yourself and and the tar wheel guys, but I'm talking about the the regular run of the mill people who might ride bikes on occasion. Once they find electric bikes, they they realize I can cover twice, three times the area, so they can see more, do more. They will. They'll have a tendency to, to pull it out and go to the store with it, versus where they would probably have jumped in a car versus a regular bicycle. So I think I think in in those instances, I think if you if you added up burnt calories of for regular riders like us, uh, I think without question you would look at at monthly totals and and e bike riders are going to burn more calories than if they had a excellent road bike sitting in their in their garage that they may use but then again they may not use it so right 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 i was watching a video last night coming from california uh from san francisco and um there, there was a young woman there who was talking about the uh bikes and and she, she rode her pedal bike up they had a hill there up the hill and 
I don't know if she faked this or not, but she she fell. She it, you know it was too steep, and she came to a stop, and she you know, she didn't hurt herself bad, but she fell and did. And then she took the electric bike and went up right up the hill, and it, it, it sort of made the point to me that we're pretty flat here. Mm-hmm. But a place like San Francisco, I would think that would be a great place for electric bikes. It is, and they have a number of electric bike companies in the San Fran area. I know Pedego has a couple of dealerships up in, in that area. But, you know, if it is flat, in particular here uh, near the, the trail, the AT Trail, but you go to where I live down in um, the preserve at Jordan Lake, and around my neighborhood, I see people struggling getting up hills right by my house. Uh, my driveway is a double black diamond, at least when it was in the snow anyway. <laughs> it had moguls on it in the snow. But uh, there's no hills that uh, the, the Pedego bikes can't, uh, can't easily uh, get up with, with, with the same cadence as it would be on, on, uh, on a flat surface. So uh, in some areas, there, we do have a, a, lot, a lot of flat areas. But the great thing about these, you put them on Put them on your car, uh, you know, go out two and a half uh, hours toward the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, up in the Boone area, up in the Asheville area, beautiful rides and, and hilly terrain and Pedego Bikes Challenge. Uh, they take on the challenge and they win every time. So it's, they're very powerful bikes, you know, with a 48-volt, 15-amp-hour uh, ba- uh, battery. You're, there's very few hills that you can't, that you can't just go up and, and, and pedal at the same time. And get a good workout going, but you don't have to stop and fall over as a lady in San Francisco. (laughs) And and besides the hills, so I live over by the coast, but it's somewhat flat. I used to have to, on my real bike, um, get out in the morning so that I would be back in by 10 a.m. And that's because the headwinds come up. And the headwinds are horrible. So I might not have hills, but on my electric bike... I go any time of the day I want, and if the headwinds come up, I just plug a little more pedal assist and keep on going. It, so it doesn't deter, it doesn't define what time of the day I have to bike. I can bike any time. Right, and also her and her friends they go they go to lunches <laughs> and eat a lot and have a cocktail. And then they turn around and have a 20-mile ride back, and they were usually looking for an Uber at that point. Now they, now they come back on their, on their Pedago e-bikes, and they don't have any problems. So yeah, a lot of advantage. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the Durham Bulls ballpark, too, if you go there. Yeah, and you, exactly. Uh, you enjoy yourself a little bit too mm-hmm. much. It gets dark, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you're a little weavy on your bike. I've been in that We're not advocating and drinking and, dry, and riding at all. We're just saying if you get your belly full, it's not, it's not as bad as if you had to, if you had to uh, ride back totally on your own. It, it'll allow you to get back home. No, far, no, no place is too far, as you say, to get back from a little Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but speaking of the Bull Durham's, we are planning a group ride. So on a day, there's a day game in May, I believe, like mm-hmm. May 30th, where we're going to meet here, um, ride out, watch the game, enjoy ourselves, and ride back. So, okay. Yeah, we're going to plan a couple good. of fun rides, but that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was my son uh, lives in D.C. now, and I was visiting. He lives near an elementary school, and we were. I was walking with him on his way to work before he got on the subway, and 
we passed several bikers taking their kids to school on their electric bikes, and I think one of them was like the passenger yep. yes. bike the stretch bike. here. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he had either two or three kids on yep. the back there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it made me start thinking about how an electric bike would be a great thing to have in the city where, you know, a car is difficult to, you have to park, you have to pay to park and yep. find a parking space. And the electric bike would give you the freedom to travel and at your own schedule where you didn't have to worry about catching a bus or a subway or something like that. If you've, ever, if you've ever been in London traffic, which I have on many occasions in my business career, uh, we have our owner of the Pedago of Myrtle Beach, is Aaron Maynard, who was with the state, he was a, a retired lieutenant colonel pilot and then was with the State Department over in London. And actually bought a Pedago bike, had it shipped over there, rode it in and out of the city for five years, came back here, opened a Pedago dealership in Myrtle Beach, still has the exact same bike that's got to be eight years old now, eight or nine years old, still has the exact same bike he rode into the city every day. He, it, was about, it was about seven miles in and seven miles out. Uh, rain or shine, that's the way he got through because he said there's just no way he was going to be dealing with, with London traffic. And he said he cut down probably 45 minutes commute uh, by not having a car. Forget nice. the expense, right? So, nice. yeah. yeah, and I, I yeah. and you know, Diana and I, we always look at where, when people come to our Pedago store, we're always asking the question: So, why are you here? Right? That's the biggest thing. Why is it? Is it for uh, exercise? Is it for recreation? Is it for transportation? And interestingly enough, more and more people are interested in commuting to work on a bike. And we had a, we had a gentleman in from the UK yesterday who works in Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. has to come up MLK, that hill, that beast. And he says, when I go to, it, it was seven mile, Something seven, like that. seven mile, or tw- no, more than that, I think a 10 to 12 mile, in and out. And he said he has to take a shower when he gets to work. And uh, he wants to get an e-bike and wants to continue to commute in uh, for all the good reasons. But he doesn't want to, you know, have to take a shower when he gets there, and that's the great thing about it. You can you can get your workout on the way home instead of getting it to work. And I, we're seeing more and more people, in particular, where where they have hills. Chapel Hill is a perfect example. Professors that uh, or or administrative people at the university are looking at bikes to go in and out because we all know parking at Chapel Hill is a real treat. Nine out of ten times you're going to get a parking ticket anyway, at least I do. Uh, so you could probably you could probably pay for your bike and just parking tickets alone uh, by, by, by buying a Pedego electric bike and going into work. Yeah, and, and the convenience of pulling right up to the building that you have to go to as well. I know we had some neighbors who worked at Chapel Hill and they were faculty and they they said it took them about the same length of time to go from the parking lot to where their building was as it took them to drive to the parking yeah. lot. Yes. So yeah. No, it's absolutely right. true. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we uh we're going to have some promotions uh, during the uh, football season because trying to trying to park near Keenan is no uh, or the Dean Dome is no is no easy feat. Uh, you can park away, pull your bike off your rack, ride in, tie it up, go to your ball games, go back, get on your bike, go in, go into Franklin Street, have some food, have a drink, go back, be back at your car by the time the traffic's let up. So it's a great, it's, you know, so many different things that, that electric bikes will allow you to do. 
and we're just going to try to uh, explore all of those here, you know, here in, in the Triangle area. So it should be a lot of fun there and also in the state uh, over at Duke. I think there's a lot of opportunities at all the, all the big universities, North Carolina Central, all the schools here. So. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, great way to get get back and forth to uh, classes, especially if, if you if you're concerned about working up a sweat if it's if it's hot or if it's sure. far enough. Oh, it doesn't uh, get hot here. In the country. <laughs> <laughs> There's no humidity here. <laughs> uh, one thing you mentioned uh, was that your friend that was in London he had the same bike over like eight years or yeah. so. That was one of the things I was wondering about. Um, what sort of maintenance is required on these bikes? How, how long do they last for the, an average person? And and uh, how, how often do you have to take them in? To- yeah, I, I would say, well, first of all, the frame is guaranteed for life. Uh, our bikes are relatively heavy. I mean, they're 52 pounds, 50 to 52 pounds. Uh, some of the latch bikes probably 48. Batteries are anywhere between 7 and 9 pounds. But, of course, they can detach from the bike. So as far as lifting the bike, it's around a 52-pound lift. Um, the, the warranty on our bikes for the drivetrain and, and, the, and the battery is two years. Batteries... You know, they're warranted for two years. We see that you're getting three and a half to upward to four and a half years on a, on a battery. Replacement could be $750 to $1,200, depending on the size of the battery. We've got front and back disc brakes. So you, you've got some brake pad changes. You know, you also have cable stretching like you do with your bike, any other bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's just standard maintenance. The, the, the motor on these, we use Dapu motors out of Taipei. We've been working with that company for 11 years in development. Uh, they do a great job. We got 500 watt motors on here. They're beast. I mean, these motors last a very long time. I'm mean, very seldom you hear of a motor going down. Uh, so it's just standard maintenance as you would on any bike. So um, you know, I, I would say the biggest the biggest challenge is if you have a flat on the back tire. It's a it's a tougher challenge to make that change than it would be on a standard bicycle. That said, we use very thick tubes. We use very thick tires. We use slime in all of our tubes. So if you do have a puncture, you can actually spin it, take it off, spin it, pump it up, and get you where you're going, kind of like a run-flat tire. So the maintenance on these bikes is very limited, and we use nothing but high-end quality parts, and we'll continue to do so. We use all Shimano shifters, which you know is, is really as top of the line as you can get. Um, so everything we use is high-end and, and top of the line, and maintenance is what you would expect from a regular bicycle. Okay. And what is the uh, price range of the Pitago bikes? Uh, they can go anywhere from $2,300, which is a standard no-pedal-assist but throttle-only bike. We're getting ready to release a mountain bike, that's going to be almost $5,700, 20-speed. All the It's going to have all the gizmos on it, right? But I would say our regular cruisers run, run anywhere from $2,600 to $3,300. That's kind of the sweet spot mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always say you, you can't spend more money and have more fun. Most Pedego owners are, are pretty happy. We had a meeting or you know, Pedego owners group. Alusa at the air show last year in Southern California, and we had 850 Pedago owners show up for that. Wow. And all they took over an entire segment of one beach, 
you know, people, if they didn't love what, what they had and, and love what they did, they wouldn't have shown up for something like that in mass. We're going to do it again every year. I'm going to go out this year. And then we're going to try to, once we start uh, getting more and more owners here, we're going to have a, a smaller type of uh, event like that here in the, in the Triangle area. So Diana's given some thought of what we're going to do and how we're going to do that. So uh, Pedigo Owner Group. They uh, a lot of group rides. A lot of people enjoy riding together. Kind of like the, the tar wheel group exactly. that, that I saw come yes. by. The, that came by the shop today, yesterday, which is a good group of people. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. If you would like to come in and uh, test ride the bikes, you can. You I guess you could, you go off for test rides. Absolutely. And, and uh, also, uh, if you want a longer term test, you can you can rent the bikes, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, and and so what we. For, for those that haven't ridden an e-bike before, our recommendation is as follows. To come in and, number one, rent an e-bike for a couple of hours. And it will be a throttle-only e-bike. It won't have pedal assist, but it will allow you to concentrate on just what does an e-bike feel like, right? After you do that, uh, then come in or at the same time, then go out and, and trial ride. Uh, one of the bikes with pedal assist. Uh, that seems to be the best way because if you go out with a bike, first time, e-bike, with a throttle, now you've got pedal assist, there's too much stuff going on, right? So we found that that's the way people feel most comfortable. Uh, even even people that are are experienced riders, you know, they like to feel comfortable with, you know, having an electric assist, where to use it, how to use it, in conjunction with the, the gears, because okay, we have seven speed Shimano shifters on all, all of our rental bikes. And then come in and, and test drive. And you did this. You came in and, and, and test rode a number of different models. And you saw that there were differences. There were a lot of similarities, but there were differences in the way they rode, right? Right. And that's, right. that's what we like people to do is to experience all the different models that we have. And so if they decide to buy an e-bike, they're making an informed decision and they'll be happy with their decision. Yeah. One of the first things we talked about when I came in here was the range of an e-bike, and I guess that depends on a lot of factors. If you're from San Francisco and you're continuously up and down hills, it's going to be less than if you're at the beach or uh, yeah. somewhere. But you were saying that you could get up to maybe 60, 70 miles. Yeah, well that, uh, yeah we, you can. Uh, our larger batteries on a flat surface are anywhere between 60 and 70 miles, depending on... Slight upgrades, inclines, uh, wind, you know, a size of the passenger, right, or size of the rider. In mountainous terrain, a lot of hills, uh, limited pedaling, you're still going to get 30 miles. And, you know, people say, well, 30 miles. Well, 30 miles is from our shop here at Renaissance Plaza to Durham, back here, back to Durham, and probably back here. It's a, it's a good haul. I mean, for, for riders that don't ride 30 miles, you know, you might look at 30 miles and equate it to a car. Well, 30 miles on a bike, for, for me, <laughs> is a pretty good ride. So even our limited ranges on our batteries are really good ranges. And, I mean, we have people that have decided that they're going to uh, do longer rides. And they what they do is they buy an extra battery and put it in the pannier, and off they go with a charger. So you could get, you know, you can double up on 60. So, yeah, can you get a 100-mile ride in with two batteries? Yeah, you could. could. Yeah, on a, on a flatter, flatter terrain. So range, range, the battery generally is going to outlast the rider. 
as far as range is concerned. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And how long does it take to recharge a battery like that? Anywhere from three to five hours. Uh-huh. It's really as you just take the battery off the bike, plug it in. It could be in your garage. It could be in your house. Plug it in the charger, and it's done. Like could be in your on. office. Could and be in your office. It could be your office. You Absolutely. Your office. Charge it right there in your office. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So one ten bat. One ten volt uh, yeah. standard socket. Okay. So, do you have to have a transformer or mm-hmm. something to it comes plug with it in? Uh huh. Yeah, I see. They, we have two types small. of chargers: the chargers for thirty-six volt batteries and chargers for uh, forty-eight volt batteries. Both of them are exactly the same. But very, very light. I'm going to estimate two to three pounds. Okay. Easy yeah. to transport. We were talking about bike shares earlier, and I was um, downtown, and and they had an opening of a new bike trail, and they had a line bike person there, and they have electric bikes now that they're mm-hmm. going to rent. And I, I I did not ask him this, but how do they recharge you? The, you know, those bike shares, they can park them anywhere, leave them anywhere. How, yeah. They have uh, to go round them up. And, we actually talked about that in, in Raleigh uh, at, at, our, at our meeting with the, the mayor's group uh, on Monday. I don't know. I know how difficult it is for us here in our shop to make sure that all of our rental bike batteries have full charges when they go out. Just the, the little bit of organization it takes to do that. I can't imagine a rideshare situation. Interestingly enough, on that topic, I got a phone call the other day from a very hostile gentleman who was a bike rider, and he was basically raising his voice at me about how could I come in here and leave my bikes strewn all over the trail and all around this town. After I finished letting him vent, I told him, they weren't pedago bikes. They were rideshare bikes, and they're two completely different. Although I understand why he may have thought so, because pedago is known for its wild colors and for its outlandish, you know, different different neon type uh, colors. So he thought that were our bikes laying around, and I told him, you know, most people aren't going to leave a thirty three hundred dollar bike laying on its side near a trail. So I'm hoping that people don't equate. The, the challenges that they're having with the rideshare, and we are having challenges. We're having traffic challenges. It's been, it was in the Raleigh Observer uh, the other week about people complaining about it. Here in our shopping center, we see bikes not put in the right places or laying on, them, on their sides. And I know that people that ride the trail see the same thing. And hopefully they're going to do a better job of, of monitoring that. And I know it's a difficult thing to herd those bikes up. I know at the University of North Carolina... They always say the bikes are always at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> you know that's where they're all lo- that's where they're all left. So to answer your question, I-, I see it as a huge challenge. I don't see it as being successful in the long run. Personally, I hope it is because it can't be anything but good for my business. Because people that ride share and like those will probably look at, at buying their own e bike, and that that's a great trial ride for for anybody to get used to an e bike, and then come to Pedego and buy. A quality, uh, a quality uh, unit. So, absolutely. I heard someone pose the question: What's the best-selling electric vehicle worldwide? Electric vehicle. vehicle. It probably, it probably an e-bike, right? E-bike. Everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody <laughs> say Tesla, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably an e-bike. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. Like these things, pop, more popular in Europe now. Oh, yes. they, uh, I know California usually takes the lead on yes. these things. Who started all of this? Was it California? Yes, or? <laughs> it was two retired 
people have pivoted from the automotive industry. Yes, they retired from the automotive And they decided to open up their first Pedgo store. And it just went on wildfire. There's how many stores in California alone now? Oh, I'd, I'd say probably eight to ten. We've got just in Southern California. Yeah, we've got eighty. San Diego, we've got eighty-four. Orange County. I think we've got eighty-four stores. Yeah, eighty-four right. stores nationwide right. now. Right. Yeah, well, I'm the only. Don bought one in San Diego. Yeah, I bought my bike in, at a Pedigo uh, dealership in in Carlsbad, California, where I had my home, and uh, I had no desire. For a bike, I had no desire for an e-bike. I didn't know what an e-bike was. I kind of stumbled into this store downtown Carlsbad. I had walked down to have some some lunch, and I test drove one just for the fun of it, and ended up driving it back home that afternoon. So that was a thirty-five hundred dollar lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about an impulse buy. That was an impulse buy. Yeah, it really was. Right, right. I still have my bike. It is here with me in, in the triangle. That's right. I've I seen you ride it all the time. But they are all over Europe. We've had lots of people come in and say, "Oh, I tried these in Europe." Yeah. In any country, really. I tried them over there, and now they're over here. So they're way ahead of us in in terms of electric bikes. Yeah, yeah. I would think I could see as a tourist in particular mm-hmm. too, because you don't uh, have. Uh, you know, when I travel somewhere, I usually put the bike on the back of the car and take it with me. But you go to Europe, and uh, you know, tourists there in Europe aren't going to have their own bikes right. and to be able to just rent one. But the actual living population has them too. They use them as their primary form of transportation. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. In fact, there's some cities over there that are bike only. Um, you went to a well, Copenhagen's pretty right. close. It's pretty yeah, close. They, they've reduced. Close. They've re- they've reduced traffic. I went to a meeting in, in, at the uh, chamber in Chapel Hill, a company by the name of Copenhagenize, which basically comes into cities and coordinates how that city can forget the word bike-friendly. Bike because you know, bike-friendly to us is having a bike lane with a stripe on it. Bike-friendly to them is not that, because bike-friendly is where the bikers are se- uh, segmented from the cars and the bikers are segmented from the pedestrians. That's the way Copenhagen has built theirs, and, and they have reduced their traffic seventy uh, percent in downtown Copenhagen over the last seven years, because at the end of the day, people would rather bike, and they put the the, the trails where they're wide enough for two, because people like to talk to each other on a trail. They don't want to be worried about a car hitting them, so they're segmented physically segmented from the car car lanes and the pedestrian lanes. All the little things that we don't think about that makes a, a true bike community what it should be versus a stripe with a bike uh, a, a bike imprint, uh, but the cars are coming beside you, and those people are still texting beside you, and it's an unsafe situation. As you know, you're a rider, and it doesn't matter if you have a bike lane. If you feel unsafe, the car, they said that the magic number is 25 miles an hour. If bikes go over 25, or if cars go over 25 miles an hour, Riders are less apt to ride and feel unsafe in those situations. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting meeting. I, I was there for on Monday of, of this week, and Chapel Hill is is looking at, at okay, is this something that that makes sense for our community? So yeah, I think it'd be perfect for it'd Chapel be great. Hill. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of twenty five miles an hour, um, I, I read that in California now there's a class of e bikes that goes up to like twenty eight miles an hour. Is that right? I believe that. Uh, national ruling on was a class two bike yeah. is you have to govern it at 20, 20 miles an hour yeah. 20 state uh, and federal laws yeah. are 20 miles an hour they do have bikes that go 28 
I'm sure I've got engineers back in my place that can make them go 40. But, yeah, they they do have bikes that go 28 miles an hour, but they're really not allowed on bike trails. Everything's governed at at 20, both on the federal and state laws, and and all Pedago bikes are governed at 20 miles an hour. If you're going downhill, certainly you can go faster, but 20 miles an hour is, is where we govern our bikes at full throttle. And traditionally, a lot of the bike trails have had signs on them, no motor vehicles allowed. I know that the East Coast Greenway addressed this in their FAQ, and they were saying that uh, when we made that rule, it was before electric bikes were available. Actually, there's a legislature that that we've got. It it was passed by the the state legislature of North Carolina in 2002 that uh, classified the Class 2 bikes, Class 2 e-bikes like ours, are allowed anywhere that a bicycle will go. And I will say, and we we tell all of our, our uh, clients this, and we tell all of our rentals this, that we look at, at uh, e-bikes on trails as, as yielding to everyone. They yield to automobiles because they're going to lose. They yield to pedestrians because everybody does. They also yield to other cyclists. So as far as the yield goes, we're the, we're the, the bottom of the pecking list. In other words, we, we yield to everyone uh, on shared trails. And before our rental customers go out, they're briefed on this and they understand this. So uh, I think just by being good citizens and by being safe, because there's a lot of people that I'm 67 years old. There's a lot of people that want to continue to ride. I mean, we have them come in here every single day. They are baby boomers. Our average age of of purchase is 58 or 59 years old. People have knee problems. They have knee replacements. They have hip problems. They have hip replacements. And our generation doesn't want to give up, right? And they would love the fact that they would love to be able to ride a regular bike, a road bike, and be up there and wearing the spandex and the clip-on shoes like you guys that are in shape. There's a whole lot of people that can't. And to deny them the ability to have a great outing and, and to get great exercise uh, by being helped along when necessary would be kind of unfair. It would be like telling, uh, to me, it would be like telling someone in an electric wheelchair, no, you can't do it. So there's plenty of room on bike trails. There's plenty of room on bike paths that we share because at the end of the day, most of the time, we pedal 50% of the time also. We use e-assist when we have to not all the way along in most cases. So I think e-bikes have gradually found their way into the biking community, are accepted in the biking community, and as long as they're governed as far as speed. and I mean, there's, there should, I think there's speed limits on the AT trail for any bike. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that uh, there is probably, uh, and I, I don't know what it is, 18 to 20 miles an hour, but I can tell you 20 miles an hour is fast. And I tell people, you probably shouldn't be looking at that. You know, 8, 10, 12 miles an hour is a nice leisurely ride. We rode to Durham for lunch on Monday, and I think we averaged about 12 miles an mm-hmm. hour, right? And that's a nice ride, you know, and you get plenty of exercise doing that. And so we just kind of inform our, our customers right. to do that. Yeah, that's exactly what they said in the East Coast Greenway FAQ, that as long as you obey the rules of the road, the electric bikes are fine. But they did, they did say they defer to local law, which mm-hmm. I guess yeah, they have to. They don't really own the trail or anything. No, that's true. So yeah. every, that's true. But there are state, you know, and that's yeah. true. There are local uh, ordinances on everything. But, again, uh, I mean, e-bikes are not going to go away. You're going to have more and more people because of the demographic of people that are buying e-bikes, the baby boomer community. 
and as you know, you're part of it. I'm part of it. Diana's part of it. Uh, we don't go quietly in situations, especially situations where where we know we're we're going to be right on some things. So, I think there's a great future for e-bikes, not only here in the Triangle, but uh, throughout the U.S. and throughout the world. It is a great form of green transportation, and at the end of the day, it's nice not to have to crank a car up and go to the store or go grab a sandwich or whatever. It's nice to jump on a, an e-bike and it costs 10 cent to charge an e-bike over a four and a half hour time frame and your emissions are nothing. So it's a nice green alternative and I think we're all interested in that. Absolutely. Um, I've got a couple of millennials and of course when mom got her first e-bike they went, oh my God, you're getting too old because that was the connotation. So my son gets on it, gets it up to 38 miles an hour. I, I find out later, of course. He loves it. And now he is typical of some of the newer people we're seeing coming in. In that, he lives downtown Chicago. He uses public transportation. That group of, of kids, the millennials, don't want a car. They don't want the insurance. They don't want the responsibility. There's no place to park. They use Uber. So it's either Uber if they've got to go too far, or an electric bike if they've got to get back and forth to work, to the gym, to the grocery store. So I really see that generation also starting to peek in every now and then, and, and more and more, actually. They don't want to be car owners. That's not a deal for them. Absolutely. 38 miles an hour, he was downhill. I, I, I just want to say that he was downhill. Our bikes, are 20, mi- like our, 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 our bikes are 20 miles an hour, top end. Because okay. <laughs> your son's crazy. Yeah, don't don't right. <laughs> Glad you clarified that. Just make sure. And, and uh, I, I guess that's where, uh, you know, they're relatively, I mean, I, I'm kind of chintzy yet with my money, but the relatively high cost is offset if you think that you can get by without a car, uh, for example. I mean, that it would save you money. We have a, a lady who bought a bike from me in, fed, what, I think, our second sale here. Yeah. Uh, she sold her car. She lives in downtown Durham. She sold her car. She's around early 60s. She works over in an area that's easy to commute to. She uh, has dogs and chickens. I don't know where the chicken thing is. She got a, a wagon that she pulls behind her, her a city commuter, uh, Pedago bike. Uh, she, did, she, she uses public transportation now. She uses Uber, and she uses her e-bike. She sold her car, and she's doing great. And she had given this a lot of thought before she did this. She had researched it like crazy, came in here. We spent a lot of time making sure she got exactly what she wanted. But uh, you're going to see more and more of that happening. I mean, it's, I mean, just here when we, when I go somewhere for just from the shop, I just, I don't think about getting in the car a lot. I, I just jump on the e-bike and go there, you know, and just if it's a quick jaunt, you're there and back. And it becomes like a natural thing. It, instead of hopping in the car to go pick up something, you hop on your bike. You don't even think, should I take the bike or the car? It's just. Get on the bike. It's was so much easier. Automatic, built yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. right. And and you get a built in workout too. You do. Yes. What do we think about yes. it? You do yeah. get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know how people talk about you know take the stairs when you can. Well, how many people do that? Yeah, pedal your e bike when you can. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's you know you still get a great. You, yeah. you know, if you it all all adds up at the end of the week as far as total calories burned. Right, and exercise and cardiovascular exercise. Absolutely. But the the number one people that in this store we've seen come in are people like your tar wheelers who have someone they want to ride with them but can't or won't. 
So you're our primary target. Well, um, the one thing I wanted to make sure I asked you both was, what's your favorite place? If you could right now start out on a ride somewhere, say a, a day ride, one day ride, mm-hmm. where would you go? I would start out in San Diego. <laughs> I would ride from downtown San Diego uh, through Del Mar up. No. Uh, uh, there's so many cool restaurants in Durham now. You know, I left here 40 years ago, and Durham is not the same Durham that I left. It's, a, it's an amazing city. It continues to get better. So taking the AT Trail from Renaissance Parkway up to, to Durham, uh, having a great lunch, you know, uh, having a nice leisurely lunch, and then walking around the city, getting back on your bike, come back on the AT Trail, and and back here. It's a great four hours because uh, Diana and I did it on Monday. It's a fun ride. Yeah, it's yeah, a ride. yeah. And the farmers market on Saturday is a very nice. I can imagine as yeah. well. It's okay, great. It's um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Wow. A lot of food trucks and that yeah. sort of thing. Down yeah. There. Well, and I, I noticed they're going to be having some. Uh, concerts this summer in the amphitheater yes that would be a great ride pack a picnic go down listen to the concert come back yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so being from the west coast where would you go if you oh i've, I've been pretty much up and down the whole southern california coast and i keep doing it okay because there's so many ta- every beach town has a different personality so you can get at least five different personalities depending on how long you stay in each one right so i just like going from beach town to beach town to beach town yeah. You have a beautiful ocean on one side and then fun little cities to pop off into. Yeah, the Outer Banks are fun. Uh, Ocracoke is my favorite place to, to ride a bike. In yeah, I, we have a lot of people that are riding bikes that, that uh, just put their bikes on their campers or put their bikes on their on their Thule, uh racks and, and head out to the mountains or head out to the, to the beach. And a uh, great way to spend a weekend for sure, yeah. And uh, I, I think we'll see more and more of that. And it's all good because people are on bikes, right? That wouldn't be uh, otherwise. Absolutely. Well, Diana Tucker and Don Tuttle, uh, (laughs) thank you very much for uh, being with us today. And I wish you well in your quest to make electric bikes more popular on the East Coast here. And, well, all over, I guess, for you. (laughs) Coast to coast. (laughs) We're bi-coastal. So this is George Mapp with the Carolina Tar Wheels. Until next time, see you then. Bye. They're good.